Hi friends, and thanks for hanging out with me here at Chronicles in Season 2. God has been so faithful to speak to me, and I pray that what He gives me encourages you. Don't forget to share this episode and others with a friend from wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, if you have time, take a quick second to leave me a review. It really helps get the channel out to more people. Also, check out my website at chronicles21.com. Each episode is posted there along with my blogs and about me and contact page and addiction recovery resources. So check it out today. I love you friends, but guess what? Jesus loves you enough to die for you. I pray that you are walking in that truth today. Now, on to today's message. Welcome to another Monday message here at Chronicles. Today is Monday, June 19th, 2023, and I'm Amanda. First and foremost, I want to give you a big apology for not posting an episode last week. I hope today's message will give you a bit of an explanation on why I didn't. Not an excuse, but just a bit of a lesson for me and for you on where I was and why. So, how many of my preacher and teacher listeners, by a show of hands that I can't see, can say that either while you're preparing a lesson or sermon, or just after you deliver it, you must live out the very same lesson or sermon? Mm-hmm. I can't see your hands, but I know you've all raised them. Here's another question. How many of you, over different periods of time in your walk with the Lord, can relate to biblical characters you read about in scripture. For me, I have related to the woman with the issue of blood who crawled through a crowd to touch the hem of Jesus' robe, and the Samaritan woman at the well who'd been married five times but who Jesus offered living water, and Hagar in the Old Testament who was told by the angel of the Lord that God sees her. I have found such comfort and encouragement in the scriptures over the last few years of really reading and allowing myself to be read by this holy text. Friends, over the last few weeks of delivering messages to you about the world and its influence, no other character in biblical history has made me relate more to them than Peter. He was the most zealous, perhaps the most enthusiastic and eager of the disciples that we read about in scripture. He loved the Lord, you could tell, but Peter had a little bit of a problem with acting first and thinking later. Now I know that when it comes to doing the will of God, sometimes it's probably best to just go when God says go, because if we think about what he's asked us to do for too long, we just might think ourselves out of it. So in a way, this was a fantastic quality for Peter to have, but in other ways, it was quite a character trait for Jesus to work out of him, or tame, I should say. Case in point, when Jesus was being handed over to the Roman soldiers in betrayal, what did Peter do? He pulled his sword and cut off someone's ear. I tend to cringe at this when I read it, but at the same time, I kind of see myself in that. Peter was passionate and impulsive, strong-willed, and sometimes brash, but he was one of Jesus' closest friends. He was the one who said he'd never leave the Lord, yet he was also the one who denied three times that he even knew him. I see myself so much in Peter. 
I tend to be outspoken around people I know. Sometimes I say things without thinking and instantly regret it. And if it's not what I said that I regret, it's how I've said it. I can also be pretty impulsive. I get stuck on something and I have a tough time letting it go to the point of forcing it even when I know logically it's not a good idea. But the part of Peter's life story I really want to focus on today is in the book of Matthew. And if you have your Bible, if you'll look with me in chapter 14 at the story of Jesus walking on water. And incidentally, I noticed this morning that this same story is recorded in both Mark and John, but only Matthew tells us about Peter. I want to start in verse 27, just after the disciples say, It's a ghost! But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? First of all, it is hard for me not to cry as I read this for the millionth time, simply because, boy, do I relate to Peter so much in this moment. Let me tell you why. Peter asked for proof, and Jesus gave it to him. And even with proof, Peter still took his eyes off the Lord and focused on the wind and waves. As a result, Peter began to sink into the depths of the sea. Yet, Jesus heard his cry for rescue and pulled him up out of the depths of the sea that threatened to swallow him. Here's my story, friends. Over the last month or so, I have brought you messages of the world and its influences. Maybe taught a lesson or two on how to combat its pull? Shared with you some of the ways that I've overcome personally while in my personal time asking the Lord for proof that He's here with me. He's proven it every time, I can assure you. Yet the world and all its influences have come in like the winds and waves in the story of Peter, y'all. All of a sudden I hear and I see and I feel everything that is worldly and it's overwhelming. It is boisterous, to use the word from my Bible. I think I took my eyes off of Jesus at some point and without realizing it began to sink into the waters of, well, the world. I began to observe it so closely during these last few months that it became something I could not escape. Everywhere I turned, there was the world. Hateful people, dishonesty, jealousy, anger, gossip and slander, entitlement, and we're in the month of June, so pride. Side note, it's interesting to me that the rainbow colors are out everywhere this month to signify pride. Did you know that the rainbow was a symbol of one of the first covenants God ever made with his people? And pride, pride is what ultimately landed Lucifer on his tush out of heaven. Do you all see what the world is doing? It's making a mockery of God and his promises and celebrating one of the very things that God hates, pride. Anyway, my opinion on this subject is not what I'm here to share today, but the very fact that this particular celebration is happening around me is one of those worldly things that is just eaten away into my brain, along with so many others. And I lost sight of Jesus at some point. 
Just like Peter, I still love Jesus. He's my very best friend, but I took my eyes off of him, friends. I started to focus on what was happening around me, and while I may not have given in to any particular pressure like drinking or substances, I certainly gave in to the pressure itself, so much so that I did more hiding in the last few weeks than I care to admit. I didn't want to be around people. It was a chore to get up for church. I read my Bible every day, but I couldn't tell you what I read. I journaled every day, but the words sound empty as I read them back to myself. There was so much chaos in my mind, so many voices from the world that I could not hear Jesus. I could not see Jesus in anything, and so I started to sink, and I sank rather quickly. The other morning, during one of my feeble devotional and prayer times, I cried out to God like such a child and said, I hate it here. I want to go home. And then I cried like a toddler who didn't get her way. But I believe the Lord heard me in that moment, friends. Even when we've pretty much created our own misery, even when we really are the only ones to blame for the sinking that begins to happen as a result of taking our eyes off of him, he hears us when we cry out, Lord, save me. I can't say that it was an immediate rescue, but I felt a peace that even in the midst of these storms of life, in the midst of living in this world that is not my home, Jesus is right here with me. I'm not navigating this terrain on my own, and neither was Peter. He was looking into the eyes of his Savior, and even he, one of Jesus' closest friends, didn't get it right in that moment. You know, Peter may have needed correction time and time again, but Jesus gave it with patience and firmness and love each and every single time. Jesus saw Peter as who he had always intended him to be, a firm and faithful rock. He sees us as he intends us to be also, friends. He doesn't want me to sit here and wallow in the worries of this life, and he doesn't want that for you either. He wants us to keep our eyes on him and walk on the water, completely focused, not on the wind and waves of this world, but on him. That morning that I cried out to Jesus like I did, I remember looking down at my Bible through my tears and there at the bottom of the page was a Greek translation of the word steadfast, which happened to be a word in one of the scriptures I had just read. Steadfast also means to persevere. It says in this little box on that page, as a result of perseverance, the Christian can expect not only to enhance the strength of the church, but also to build up strength of character. In short, Christians can expect to become closer to God. They learn that they can persevere primarily because God is intimately related to them. I've learned a lot from these past few weeks. It was much too easy for me to be overwhelmed by things going on around me. It was much too easy for me to lose focus on Jesus, the only one able to calm the boisterous wind and waves of this world in my mind. And it's more than just a matter of trying harder. It boils down to where is my faith? Is it in the things and people around me that continue to overwhelm and disappoint? Or is it truly in Him and Him alone? Friends, each day is a new opportunity to determine how we will respond to life's waves. The challenges of life reveal what we are made of without undermining who we are. Our identity is established in Christ based on what He did 
rather than what we do or have done. If you're noticing and being overwhelmed by the wind and waves of this world and all of its troubles, consider this quote by Charles Spurgeon. I have learned to kiss the wave that slammed me into the rock. Is Jesus your rock, friends? If so, kiss the waves today. Let me pray for us. Oh Lord, it's been a rough few weeks for me. I allowed the waves of the world into my boat, and then I focused on the ferocity of it all, capsizing my faith as a result. Please forgive me for taking my eyes off of you. You alone can calm the wind and waves, and I trust you to carry me through. I pray for my listening friends whose faith may also be capsized. Lord, reach in and set their hearts upright again. Turn their face towards yours and reassure them by your spirit. I know they trust you, Jesus. Remind them again why they can trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's all I have for you today, friends. Until next time, this is Amanda at Chronicles. See ya. listening friends if you've been encouraged by this channel please leave me a review so that this message and others can reach more people who need the same encouragement i love y'all and i'll see you next time